Welcome to Bliss Beyond Fear. Your hosts, Des, a transformational life coach, and Gina Marie, a personal development mentor, are here to help you have confidence, embrace your worth, and find your joy. Des and Gina Marie are fierce friends and lifestyle entrepreneurs that will encourage you to have faith, elevate your mindset, and take action so you can achieve the results you desire. They believe that an abundant life is sustained by overcoming your fears through creating a circle that elevates you and rises with you. Your blissful journey begins now. Thank you for tuning in to Bliss Beyond Fear podcast. We are so honored today to have the guests that we are going to bring to you. Right, Des? That is right. We, You know, this has been in the making. We've been talking about it. A pandemic happened and we're like the logistics of this. And we finally got ourselves together. And we are thrilled today to be able to pull this off. Not even a pandemic can stop us from bringing That's this right. to you because we're committed. 100%. Let me tell you a little bit about Tammy Relier. Tammy Relier is a passionate, energetic, and visionary mom entrepreneur. She is on a mission to reinvent the bra strap. After hearing many women ask, what do I do with these boring bra straps? Tammy saw the need to evolve the bra strap from a functional necessity into a stylish fashion accessory. In 2017, she launched her first lines, the black box, gray box, and neutral box collections, introducing women across the United States to her innovative brand called Brasserie, featuring stylish, interchangeable bra straps from dainty to daring. Prior to launching Brasserie, Tammy spent over a decade in the nonprofit sector raising funds for abused and neglected children. Her professional career also includes working in entertainment, advertising, and graphic design studios. Launching Brasserie introduced Tammy to dozens of other women entrepreneurs and business owners and helped her to realize many of the challenges she faced and shared by other women running their own businesses. Recognizing that there is strength in numbers, Tammy established WO3 in 2019, which is a movement to build a powerful community willing to change the current dynamic and inspire each other to support female-owned businesses. The mission of WO3 is simple. Establish a global community dedicated to supporting female-owned businesses in three ways. Partner, promote, and support. The call to action is simple and easy. Go out and support at least one women-owned business on an annual day of WO3 held in the month of March, which is also designated as Women's History Month. The 2021 date is Saturday, March 27th, 2021. Tammy resides in beautiful Northern California with her husband, Craig, 14-year-old son, Taylor, and Kona, their fun-loving golden doodle. Oh, I love it. Kona, so adorable. Uh, Tammy, we're just so excited to have you here. Welcome. We're thrilled to have you here. Thank you. You know, you read my resume and it sounds so impressive. I'm like, are you guys really talking about me? 
100%, girl. You know, I mean, I'm so impressed. And I have to just, you know, I have to say it's interesting because we had booked this interview and our intentions are still true to what we want to talk about with you today, which is really entrepreneurship and resilience in business. And there's so many people tuning in that are either on their journey or wanting to start their journey. And we're hoping they can get some inspiration today. But I would be remiss if we didn't acknowledge the climate that we're in right now. You know, we're in an interesting time. There's a lot going on in the world. Uh, We at Blissful Fortitude, Gina Marie and I are aware of that. We want to acknowledge that. We're not living in a bubble. Um, We know there's a pandemic. We know that there's injustice and racism going on in the world. And we just want to say up front that we acknowledge uh, that we, we stand for equality. And Tammy happens to be a beautiful black entrepreneur, a woman. And um, I was super inspired the other day because I get Tammy's emails and you shared with us being in a biracial family and having important conversations in your own household with your teenage son. And I think that is just so important for us to, you know, point out that the conversations to create change in this world begin in our homes. So thank you. You're exactly right. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. so important right now to have these discussions. You know, I think the worst thing we can do is pretend that it doesn't exist. And as I mentioned, is you don't have to have the answers. You just have to start with the discussions. And Mm -hmm. I hope that whatever is um, down the line for our future in humanity, those discussions never go away. We keep, you know, challenging ourselves to learn more about each other. Yeah, absolutely. Well, okay. So I would love for you to tell us more about your entrepreneurial journey. Um, I can imagine that's going to be a a big question right there. How did you get to where you are now? Like, can you tell us a little bit about that journey that brought you to where you are? Well, you know, it actually started for me. I'm not originally from Northern California. I lived in Southern California most of my whole entire life. And then five and a half years ago, my husband got a job opportunity that led us up here to Northern California. And actually, little did I know that it was actually going to be what I call the the birthing spot of who I am today. Um, When I moved up here, it was very intimidating. You know, I always tell everyone, you don't know who you really are until you find yourself and you move into an area where nobody knows you, nobody knows your name, there's no family members, and you're literally starting all over again and trying to connect with a community that most people have been in the neighborhood for a long time. So it was actually through um, a really low point point up here. You know, I was feeling very isolated. I didn't know anyone. I also had come down with a health ailment that while it was serious, it was manageable. And I remember one day, my husband went off to work, my uh, son went off to school, and I was sitting in this this house full of boxes, and I was like, what am I going to do next? I'm At the time, I was 48 at the time, I believe. I can't remember back that far, but I was, you know, an older woman trying to figure out where do I go from being a stay-at-home mom, and I wanted to do something different. 
So it was in that very low point, this idea came back to me. I had this idea about bra straps when I was living in Southern California. I walked into a major retailer and I saw the clear plastic bra straps. You guys have seen those, right? Yeah. Tacky. And, yeah. And I, and, I, and I just kind of said, huh. I said, you know, it's because this big retailer has a lot of brand presence they were able to kind of convince women, this is beautiful, this is sexy, this is this is the future of bra straps. And I just thought we're going backwards. So somehow when I moved up here, I had filed that away and perhaps I thought to myself I wasn't going to be ready to take on that, that endeavor. But when I moved up here, I decided that through that through this low point, it was time for me to step out of my comfort zone. And then I also thought, what better way to meet women than to launch a brand? And so that was the start of my entrepreneurial journey. Okay, I, I want to meet women. I go to like a mom's group, but she's like, I'll just launch a brand. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, and looking back, I'm, I'm glad I didn't know all that I needed to know at the time. Because sometimes if you know too much, you're not going to take that first step. Ooh, that's we good. We get that. We you get that. Get... We had no idea that we were in for everything that we're in for. So we totally are tracking with you, girl. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah, yes. you can get you can get paralyzed, right? By Analysis having paralysis. Yeah, they call it. Too, too much information. You know, and I, I have to. I have a confession to make to you. So I just bought my first brasserie straps. So I'm very excited to get them because they're very fashionable. So we'll get to the point later where where uh, Tammy gets to tell you where to buy her stuff. But I have to say personally, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a dream come true because I'm always avoiding wearing certain things <laughs> because it's just, it's not right. It's going to be tacky and not fashionable and you just have very trendy things. So I'm excited to get my first oh, I introduction. Know that one. Thank you. Yes. Um, so that's how it all started. It really started because I, even though I still feel, you know, I feel young and I like to dress fashionably, I didn't like the tacky bra strap and I was tired of doing the bra strap shimmy, you know, that constant all day adjusting. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm not trying to say that the other items in the lingerie industry are not relevant. I was just thinking that this was another option to provide women, um, a realistic option. So um, I decided when I moved up here, going back to you asking me how this all evolved, I decided to quietly, I didn't tell very many people for the first two years, it took me, took me two years to launch because you have to understand what the journey that I've been on, no one has done before. I've gone to manufacturers and many of them have been in business for years. They look at me like, what, what is this? We've never done that. Um, everything from my packaging to the styles um, I, we oftentimes when I go to manufacturers, I have to show them how to do the work. Wow. So talk about being in some ways kind of like a trailblazer. 
it's different if I was launching a lipstick line or a handbag line, you know, things that people are familiar with. But I purposely kept it close to my heart and didn't really share my dream. I've learned in this journey that sometimes until you're ready to really give birth to it, it's best to kind of keep it quiet. Because well-intentioned people sometimes can derail you. And so for two years, I didn't tell anybody what I was working on, only people that needed to know based upon where I was at. And so uh, through grit and grace, but also I would say through women that I would ask them a question about, do you know, you know, where I can go to get this? Because you can imagine I moved up here. I didn't know anyone. I didn't even know how to get to San Francisco. Take the BART. Um, I just had to figure my way through this whole entire process, even learning how to trademark my name. So it's been, like I said, an interesting journey getting to this point. Talk about resourcefulness to not know anybody. That's huge. You just, most people don't even start a business unless they feel more comfortable in their surroundings. I didn't know anyone up here. Well, and the other thing is to have a mentor, you know, to be able to like say, okay, this is what you need to do. And this is how you do that. And you were like, blazing the trail yourself, come doing everything all on your own. That must have been scary. Blank canvas, a completely blank canvas that you painted from scratch. Yeah, it's, it, it was very challenging because as I started to kind of de- learn and develop the information that I needed, you know, there was not just one person that I can go to and say, you know what, it's unlike, let's say, lipsticks. You can go to a lipstick consultant and they can tell you everything you need to do to brand a product. Mm-hmm. There is no one in my space that I had known up to that point, And even now that can tell me the magic formula to branding bra straps. Wow. <laughs> okay. So I have a question. Was Shark Tank ever on the agenda? Actually, yes. When I first launched, it's interesting because part of my journey, and I hope we'll we'll discuss this, is that the door seems to open for me for some reason in a big way, but then it doesn't quite open all the way. And Shark Tank was one of those experiences. Meaning I got a call from one of the producers. I don't know how they found out about my brand. And they thought that my product should be in front of Lori Grenier. In fact, I can tell you for every dollar I get, every time I show my product, somebody always tells me, why aren't you on Shark Tank? Mm -hmm. So I went through the process and went as far as I was able to go, but I never heard back from them. Mm -hmm. I have, I take that experience in two ways. Number one, it gave me the confidence that I needed early on to know that I was on to something, even though the door didn't open. And I also understand that sometimes just because the door doesn't open in that direction, there's going to be something bigger and better down the line. But it's still, every time somebody sees my product, they asked, you need to be on Shark Tank. So maybe that might happen again, I don't know, but you know, you can't control everything. You can't control your journey. I had a feeling I was not the first person to ask you that. Yes. (laughs) 
You have a voice and a message, but it can be hard to raise your voice above the noise. So how do you reach your audience and inspire them to take action? How do you increase your influence, grow your network, and drive engagement? Podcasting is a powerful way to build a connection with your audience and turn that crowd into a community. But where do you start? Rockwood Audio works with entrepreneurs and businesses to design and craft high-quality, smart content that fits your brand like a glove. Rockwood's podcast launch package includes one-to-one coaching and development, strategic and technical support, audio and visual branding, broadcast quality editing and production, and even distribution and setup. They'll get you from idea to iTunes in half the time with a great-sounding show that your audience will love. They even wrote the theme music for this show. And Rockwood's subscription editing, production, and publishing services takes away the hassle so you can focus on what's important. For a free consultation, go to rockwoodaudio.com. That's R-O-K-K-Wood.com. Rockwood Audio. Brand out loud. The world is listening. You know, it's a, it's a journey, like you said, and there's times where you might, you may have had to pivot. Like that's a perfect example of a time where you went in one direction and had to pivot because it didn't, you know, maybe pan out the way that you wanted. So what, what keeps you persevering? What has kept you going on this journey when there's times that you could have said, you know what, this is too hard. No one else has done this. Oh my gosh, there's not manufacturers that have even seen this. I'm going to be fighting an uphill battle. Um, I'll just quit. Like, good try. Well, I'll tell you, the first thing is, has been my audience. Every time I introduce someone to my brand, in fact, I could hardly, you know, prior, before social distancing and COVID, anytime I went out, I can't tell you how many times people would tap, women would tap me on my shoulder and say, is that a bra strap you have on? What is that? And literally, before I even would get home, somebody would already place an order. And so that has always been hopeful to me because, again, part of the first few years and what continues to be is people don't know I exist because they don't think that bra straps can be fashionable, you know? So I'm educating women. I've had... I've had people come to me that have seen my brand and it maybe two years later, they're like, oh my gosh, why didn't I get this sooner? This is a game changer to my outfit. So you know how it is with women. It takes us a little while to kind of get on board with things. But the second thing that keeps me going, and I think for me, I am at the right age for my journey. I am 52 years old. And so because I have enough life experience behind me, I understand the highs, the lows, and I understand the, you know, the process it takes. I've had that maturity to not get um, discouraged too easy. You know, no's don't scare me any longer. When I was in my 30s, I would fall apart if somebody told me no. But when you're 52, you're like, what the hell? Let's just go for it and let's just see where this journey takes you. Girl, so I get you. I'm 52 too. <laughs> yes. 
proudly say that on here. I really think age has a lot to do with my resiliency. And for me, I'm in the right place at the right time for where, where I need to be. Okay. So you 20 year olds, you 30 year olds, you 40 year olds that are listening, be inspired because that says a lot, right? You're making your experiences as you go and, and you form the grit and grace that you're talking about by having some tread in your tires and having some experiences. So you are not afraid of the nose. So that's, that's really inspiring for me to hear. I think that a lot of women like are so worried about aging yeah. in so many different ways. I mean, and I, I'm guilty of it. When when I first lost Jeff, I'm thinking I got to hurry up and find somebody before I turn 50. I'm in my 40s when I lost him. Who's going to want someone who's 50? And then I got to 50. I'm like, I'm awesome. I got this. And, and I just think that that's, I don't know where we get that from, but I freaked out about being 30, got to 30. It was like, this is great. 40 was better and 50 is even better. Yes, yeah. exactly. That and is, the, yeah. if, if I can share with your audience too, for the young 20s and 30 year olds, you know, you don't have to do everything in that time period. You know, sometimes society makes us feel if we haven't figured it out by the time we're 30, you know, it's over. And like I said, I really believe that I'm glad I'm launching this business and on this entrepreneurial journey at this age. I feel like I have so much more to bring to the table, but I'm not going to lie. I would be dishonest to say there are plenty of moments where I also feel I'm too old. I also feel, you know, especially in an industry where I have to connect with younger women that does kind of get to me. I'm not going to lie, you know? Well, you are absolutely gorgeous and don't oh. even look close. I mean, she's, I wish you guys could see her. Well, you'll have to check out her site. We've got one of her picture on there. But she's, she's absolutely gorgeous and a sharp woman. Um, you know, you talked about how, how there's so much pressure in your thirties, honey, there is pressure with my 18 year old that she's putting yeah. on herself. She's graduated yeah. from high school and, and people are like, so what are you going to do? And she's like, and I remember feeling that, you know, like, Oh my goodness, I have to have a reason. I have to plan out my whole entire life when I'm 18 because now I'm out of high school mm-hmm. and looking, looking back that freaked me out, but looking forward, it's like, you're always evolving and changing and moving. That's not Correct. something that you have to know. It's a journey, right? Exactly. And, you know, I was a stay at home mom for about a decade, you know, prior to me launching. So that transitioning into an entrepreneurial journey was also a big deal for me because that, you know, most of my peers around that time um, didn't really understand why I wanted Mm -hmm. to do this. And so that was part of the reason why, too, I kept the launching of this brand very quiet because I knew that not everyone was going to understand why I was doing this, what I was doing, and how important it was for me. That's a great tip. Yeah, you bring up something really important, I think, too, Tammy, which is there is that fortitude that you have in yourself to, because um, you have to go inward, 
right? In order for you to do big things. Uh, and you have to have that belief that you can. And you mentioned peers. And so I'm just curious, because one of the things that Gina Marie and I believe, and we talk about often in all settings, <laughs> is just mm-hmm. how important it is for you to have the kind of environment around you that elevates you and enables and empowers you to keep going. And we'll get to WO3 in a minute, but I kind of want to ask mm-hmm. you first is what keeps you what do you have around you that keeps you feeling um, that sense of elevation and the desire to, you know, inspire others? What what kind of circle do you have around you, support system that you have around you? Because we know that it's not a solo journey, you know, even when you're building something that is, you know, your own. What does that look like for you? Well, you know, I've been in Northern California for about six years now. And so I would say the last three years, I've been able to form some deeper relationships with individuals. I think also to me making the effort to reach out and connect with other women like yourselves have been very, very helpful to me. Um, what else? My, my family, you know, my husband has been very supportive. Um, he's behind the scenes, but, you know, I think for me, I would love to be honest as well, too. I think you have to learn to also be alone in this journey mm-hmm. and be comfortable with it. Your fan club is not, all, you, you know, your, your fan club or your, you know, your, your group of girls may not always understand where you are in your journey. You know, moving up here by myself, I had to attend a lot of events by myself. That was how I was going to get from point A to B, from B to C. You know, I didn't have somebody to say, hey, you want to go to this event in the city and check it out. But as a result of me kind of taking those bold steps, I've been able to develop some really good relationships with women, not just in my in the fashion arena, but in other areas that have been so supportive in this journey. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to go back to something for a minute because you said I, I think this is something our listeners can really connect to. And you said that you were a stay-at-home mom for a decade, and then you transitioned over into, okay, now all of a sudden I'm going to pivot and I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to go in a whole different lane. And you you mentioned that that was a challenge. I, can you tell us a little bit about like what were the challenges surrounding that? And what would you say to our listeners that got you through it? to encourage them? Well, I think one of the challenges is, is that, you know, I feel like as women, I think we are kind of in in separate groups at a time, sometimes, you know, the stay at home moms, you know, they're kind of in their own group and working professionals are also in their own group. And sometimes it's hard to find the overlap. And so for me, the biggest challenge was was that some of the most wonderful women that I that I've met that are stay-at-home moms or known for years. I didn't want them to feel that their work was any less than what I was moving into. You know, sometimes they would say, "Oh, you're you're moving on to big things. You don't have time for us." And that wasn't the case. Everybody's journey is different, and just because a woman decides to remain or want to stay in that role, is just as important to society as someone like me who 
is I feel is in both worlds. You know, I'm still a stay at home mom, but I'm also in an entrepreneurial journey. So it's also too the challenge was was getting the respect of also working professionals to know that I'm to take me seriously. Mm-hmm. Because when I would say to them, they would ask, well, what did you do before? I'd say, well, I was, you know, I've been a stay at home mom. I decided to kind of jump out of my comfort zone. You know, it's kind of that look like, uh huh, we'll see if this is just a hobby type of thing. Mm. So that's where I often found trying to fit in those two worlds has always been challenging and it continues to be because I still think there is a little bit of chasm with regards to the stay at home moms and and in women that are working professionals. I don't know if you guys have seen it as well too, or kind of observed those nuances at times. Um, I, I definitely did. I got guilt, like try to put on me. I think, I think people were a little more forgiving because I lost Jeff and I have to, like, I don't have a choice, but I, I felt a little bit of, Oh, you know, I mean, I've had women say, you know, your daughter really needs you, you know, like, like, like talk down to me and say, you know, basically tell me I'm, I'm being a bad mom because I'm (laughs) doing other things, you know, and to provide for my family that in this way, doing this, like what doesn't I are doing and what you're doing, it's not the clock in clock out you, there's no guarantee of what you're going to get. And so People looked at me like, oh, you're doing that thing instead of helping her with her homework. You know, she really needs you. And I will say this, the one, and I, I, I also want to take this opportunity to say this. If it wasn't for the wonderful moms that have are stay-at-home moms that I have come to know in this community that, that has helped me out tremendously, there has been photo shoots that I were I was running late. And I couldn't pick up my son. I have a wonderful group community where I could text and say, I can't be there at 255. I'm doing this photo shoot. So I am so grateful that I have women that are stay-at-home moms, working professionals, because we all need to help each other. And I can't tell you how many times if I had to be at a meeting in the the city at 9 a.m. in the morning but I had to leave at seven just to get there. I had moms that I can rely on and say, Tammy, no problem. I can pick up your son and take him to school. So I also attribute my success to this point to those wonderful stay-at-home moms that have had my back to help me continue to get my son to school, pick him up, and all the other activities while I'm trying to build a brand. That's huge. Yeah. I, you know, I really want to acknowledge you for saying something that I think is just so important, Tammy, and that is we are all on our own individual journeys and everyone's clocks and timing for when to do something and their conviction for how and where and whom to do it with is individual. And I think it's important to hear that because as women, it is very easy to want to fit in. I think we all, acceptance is a real thing. It's not even a woman thing. It's an everybody thing, but in particular, and if you go all the 
the way back until time. I mean, that is how women function, right? It's like within community and even back in the villages before we were in these modern times, it was, you don't, you know, you got to figure things out. And if you don't feel like you fit in because you're not going fast enough, you're too young, you're too old, you're not this or you're not that, you, you, it can be isolating very quickly. Um, and I know that uh, even between the three of us, we've had our own different uh, versions of what that looks like. I know for me personally, um, there's a lot of moments that I have up until this very point, even being a confident uh, woman um, that has achieved a lot, uh, that I don't fit in in a lot of ways. Um, in, in certain groups because I don't have kids and I get the opposite questions, which are, oh, when are you going to have kids? Like, you're not complete until you do that. Or, you know, oh, all this time with entrepreneurship and businesses, hmm, you don't, you don't have time for other things, which implies that I should be doing other things, not the things that I'm currently doing. So I think it takes a lot of, uh, self-work, and confidence to believe in who you are, um, and reassurance in, in whatever ways that you need to find that to be okay with saying that this is who I am and I'm, I'm not apologetic for who I am because I, that's just an important part of the journey. I just want to acknowledge that. No. And I think it's so important because part of my journey too, you know, Des, I didn't get married until I was 35. I had my son, I was an advanced aged mom is what they called me. So, you know, my encouragement to you and those, you know, in feeling young, like they have to have get married right, right away, have children right away. You know, we're all on our different journeys. I feel like I said, I'm glad for me that I waited because I needed that maturity to be able to take on motherhood. You know, um, I have wonderful friends that they were meant to be moms from the time they were 20 years old. They, you know, they were just ready. I can feel it. That wasn't me. And I had to be okay with that. So I've always, it's funny, the more that I talk about my, my journey, I consider myself a late bloomer, you know, in terms of the timelines that most women fall into when you get married, when you have children, when you go to college, when you do all of that, I've always been kind of what people would consider behind. But that's just my journey. You know, I, I didn't have the confidence like you do, Des, at your age to do what you're doing. It's now at 52, I feel a lot more confident about myself. That's amazing. That's awesome. Well, and it, and, and it, go ahead, Jean Marie. I was going to say, it's, it's really cool. The three of us being here and all these different dynamics, you know, I was that mm-hmm. mom that had kids in twenties and kids in my thirties and kids in my forties. <laughs> <laughs> Never stopped. And then, you know, we have Des. Des, I can't imagine you. Like, I I can't visualize you any other way. I love who you are and and everything that you contribute to the world so much without having kids. And then, you know, the late bloomer, like a whole different dynamic. All of us, like you said, on a different journey. And it's so great. Like, we all should be able to embrace that not i mean comparison or a thief of joy right and that's mm-hmm. when people start getting you know in their head about shoulda coulda woulda because of comparison it's and that's beautiful and and that's why i was thinking about and, and that leads me to wo3 is because yes. that i feel like it's the definition of what you're doing is bringing the collective around 
this experience that women of all walks of life, shapes and sizes, backgrounds, colors, and everything else can come together and celebrate who we are and support each other. So to talk to us about W03, like in this journey. Well, let me tell you about W3. It was an interesting journey for me. Again, you know, when I launched my brand, you know, it's very, it, we're in an age where consumers and your audience, they want to know more of who you are and what you're doing more than just the brand. And I knew that it was important for me to find something that was authentic. It's easy to, to say, not to say that that's, it's a bad thing. And I just want to put that disclaimer to say, oh, I'm just going to partner with a nonprofit and give 20% of my proceeds. I felt that since my brand was innovative, I needed to do something a little bit more innovative as well, too. And I wanted to do something different. But I also wanted people to know me and my brand beyond just what I sell, but what I stand for. So as I've been as I've been going through this journey, meeting women, talking to them, you know, people at, in their chapter 20s, some people are in their chapter ones. I felt like there was this consistent thing. You know, I wanted to see a more collective effort for all of us to come together, regardless of what profession, what background, um, um, what our education, to support women-owned businesses. But I also wanted to create something where it could be possibly an international movement, W03 came to me because when I talk to more and more women, the one thing that we're kind of shy about talking about is supporting each other financially, primarily. We don't like to talk about money. You know, when we say, how are we doing? How can we support? You know, one of the biggest things, honestly, that you can do for a woman-owned business is to support them financially. Partnering and promotion is absolutely necessary. But I wanted to create at least one day where all women from all different backgrounds can find a way, whether it's $5 or $500, to support a woman-owned business. That's wow. awesome. And you're right. Women have a hard time, like even promoting themselves sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, it's really challenging. And, you know, I thought to myself, you know, the American Express, the small business um, initiative that they have, they have it once on a weekend, once a year. And I saw the millions of dollars that was being raised, just billions over in one weekend, because people galvanized to support small businesses. And I thought to myself with WO3, what if we take it up a notch? We create an annual movement just one day throughout the whole year. What if I can get 500, 1,000, 2,000 women, you know, and just the numbers just exponentially keep growing to go out and support a woman-owned business? Can you imagine the millions of dollars that we could bring into women-owned businesses to help them to, to sustain themselves. And, you know, quite frankly, we don't know what the future is going to lie now that we've dealt with the COVID, you know, the shelter in place. Now more than ever, 
I think this movement is really going to escalate even more. I think there's an opportunity for us to show our support for women-owned businesses. They need it because even though there's loans and there's grants, you don't have to go far or Google far on the computer to see that proportionately women get less loans Women don't get access to grants as much as our men counterparts do. So like I said, this is just one component that I felt what was missing under the umbrellas of all the under all the wonderful things that other women owned organizations are doing. It's an opportunity for all of us to come together for one day. That's awesome. We're excited about it. We're we I mean to, I Okay, so I know 2020 was interesting. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, how can we look forward to and think about the preparation for 2021? What are, what are things that we can be, you know, thinking about and rallying around to, you know, position ourselves to get ready for, for next year? That's a really good question. And, you know, some of the ideas that I have been sharing with people for even for 20, for coming up for 2021 is to start thinking about in the month of March, women owned businesses that you would like to partner, promote, and support. And you can start now. How does that look like in, in your profession? I'll give you an example. Um, there is a, a, a colleague of mine that owns a human resources company in Southern California. She is starting now to get together with all of her other businesses in that same arena to find out how can we start pr- promoting each other in the month of March? What ways can we create collaborations so that we can in, uh, encourage people to support us financially? You know, if you if you buy from us collectively, is there a discount that we can offer? So people are starting to think of creative strategies in the month of March to build up to this um, build up to this moment. Um, another thing that has another idea that has also been something that's been very important to me that what I'm doing is I'm also saving some money in the month of March. I'm putting away a little bit of discretionary money so that in the month of March, whether I have 500 or 100, you know, whatever I can save, so that in the month of March, I could spend 500, $1,000 and allocate that across different women-owned businesses. And I figure if I start now with maybe even just saving $20, $30 a week, you know, stop going to Starbucks, you know, and things like that, I can be prepared financially to give a little bit extra. So those are just some of the ways that we can start preparing now or even researching what women-owned businesses are in my area that I don't normally support, that I could look forward to being more engaged with in in the month of March. Well, I like the excuse of being able to spend a lot of money in a month. So I'm all down for that. There you go. So I can justify that. I'm going to start putting money away now. Honey, (laughs) well, $2,000. I mean, I've been saving this for that day. (laughs) Exactly. And I don't... 
And I thought so many different stories, you know, um, last year, even though it was a tough time with everything going on, I got a, an email of one woman. She told me that she decided to pay her housekeeper for the whole entire month in advance in honor of W03. Wow. Um, I heard stories of women um, deciding that their hairdresser, instead of giving them their regular tip, they doubled that. So people are, and that was my mission with WO3, is I wanted women to, to support in the way that they feel comfortable without setting up exact parameters on how you do that. Because every one of us, we're in a different circumstance. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we may not be able to spend as much. Well, then let's look for opportunities to promote each other. So I wanted to create a movement that gave women the flexibility to do what they can with the resources they have. Okay, so I'm totally inspired. I think that, Des, you and I should get together with the um, ambassadors and come up with a mm-hmm. whole bunch of creative ideas of how we can do this in, in March and launch a podcast that's just on all the different ways that women yeah. can um, support each other in March. Yeah, I mean, that's why I started, yeah. I started taking notes. Because I, I, there's just so much potential, you know, for this. There's so much potential. There's so much that we can do. And we have time because it's early, right? We've got months the rest of the year to get creative and to start sharing and socializing these ideas to get us in that spirit of collaboration and partnership. And also that entrepreneurial mindset, Tammy, that you're talking about, which is money is important and we can't shy away from, from that. You know, there's so many men that have no problem raising millions of dollars in a couple hours. There's no reason that we can't go out there and do that good work and do it together. Absolutely. And it's so important because, like I said, you know, we women, we don't really like to talk about money. And it would be great if at least one day a year that we can bring up millions of dollars of an infusion of cash to women owned businesses. And, you know, the beauty about this is that it doesn't restrict women to support something that they don't want to support or something they don't want to buy. You know, I feel like this movement checks all the boxes. And I'll give you an example. In this space of, as I talk to different women, we all have our causes and things that are important to us. I've had women say to me, you know, Tammy, I just, I'm passionate about supporting black owned businesses. So I tell them, I said, wonderful. On March 27th, find a woman-owned, Black-owned business to support. I have friends that say, you know what? My political aspirations are very important to me. You know, if you're a Republican, if you're a Democrat, whatever that is, if you want to support a Republican woman that owns a business, go for it. But it also creates a space. I have women that love to, that, that are very passionate about supporting women in third world countries. You know, if you want to support a woman who's um, creating beautiful bracelets or clothing, go and support them. So there's really no excuse, I feel, on March 27th for a woman who to participate. I think for me, the question is, 
why wouldn't you want to participate? Right. And a woman owned business, you know, and I think it's just the power of showing up for each other and also yeah. showing the the generations that are looking up to us and seeing what it looks like to do so much of what I think, you know, Gina Marie and I talk about this and we, we had done an episode on the difference between competing and collaborating because there's, there's yes. a lot of that, like, Oh, you're doing that. Oh, I can't do that. You know? Oh, I don't want to get in that space because it's too competitive. And it's, there's room for everyone when you are supportive and you know that there's abundance and we can come together. It is not just, you know, one person's thing. It's, it's the ability for us to come together. And I think that's just a great example to show to, to, to those that are, you know, looking to people like us to do things like this. Yeah, my goal with this movement is, is, is like you said, is to show the younger generation collaboration over competition. And, you know, if, if there's any mark that I would love to leave is to show an example of what it's like to support other women. And I think at some point, if this movement continues to grow, I look forward to passing it on to the younger generations of women to continue past the torch of creating this movement and taking it as to the farthest extent that it can go. Because I do think it's an opportunity for all of us to come together. And we're all I'm asking is one day a year. I know that there's a lot of women that like ourselves that look for these opportunities all year round. But there's something special when we can when we can come together and commemorate this this support in one day and make it special and to send a message as well too. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, before we um, ask about how everybody can get a hold of you, I I want to circle back because you sounded like you were kind of passionate about something that you said. I don't know if we'll get into this in an interview. You mentioned how. The, the door opened in small ways for big opportunities. Did you want to talk a little bit about that? I've often found that in my journey so far, um, the door has opened for me. In fact, a major retailer that I was pitching to was very interested in my brand. And then COVID hit, you know, and retail hit. Uh, retail basically just collapsed, you know, in so many different ways. And the message that I think that I've learned through this process is, I believe that sometimes no's come in three formats. No meaning don't go down this route because it's absolutely dangerous. No sometimes means when the door doesn't open, that even though you think you're ready, you're not really ready. And going back to the conversation about Shark Tank, back when I first launched, I'm glad that door didn't open for me. Because honestly, if I had to look in the mirror, I wasn't really ready to jump from zero to 60 that quickly in my brand. So I'm glad that door didn't open. And then the third no is I'm closing this door because something bigger and better is down your down down your road, your journey. And that's what I continue to look at. And so I don't get 
too unhappy about no's, I just know, okay, Tammy, just keep going because it's either because I'm not ready yet or because something better is down the line. That's awesome. So the three no's that it would harm you, you're not ready, something's better for you. All of those things are the attitude that things happen for you and not to you. That is a thriver mentality, Correct. not a victim mentality. And we we applaud you for that. We embrace that and we concur. Yes. And that second no is the hardest. Hmm. The second no is the hardest to swallow. When you think you're ready for something and you're not really ready, the universe is telling you, you're just not yet. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't mean never. It just might mean not yet. And I think it's important for people to hear that because it's easy to get discouraged. And that's, that's a true testament of resilience is knowing how to figure out what the next step looks like for you to be ready, whatever that may be, whether it's mentorship, more experience. Um, And so I'm really happy that you shared those things. So how can people get a hold of you if they want to buy your products or connect with you, reach out with you? How would they do that? Well, with regards to WO3, um, they can easily go to the, our website, WO3Connect.com, and they can sign up. And the signing up is literally 30 seconds. And people will ask me, why do I need to sign up? And I always tell everyone, It's something about a commitment, a pledge. You know, when you give a pledge that you're going to do something, I can only speak for myself and I see you guys nodding as well too. Um, You tend to follow through with it when you say, I'm committed on this day to be part of something. But also by signing up, it gives me and our committee the data to know who's participating. So as this movement grows, I can tell our audience. Like for instance, last year, I got individuals that signed up as far as Australia um, and London wanting to be part of this movement. So the information is just merely just to inspire all of us to be committed to doing something on that day. But it's also giving us tangible data so that we can see all the wonderful women that are participating in this movement. With regards to Brasserie, you can go to my site. It's Brasserie.com, B-R-A-S-E-R-I-E.com. And you can take a look at my wonderful inventory. And as Des says, I have styles from dainty to daring, almost something for everyone. I chose the daring um, one with the little rhinestones. Really cute. With the studs. Mm-hmm, the studs, you know, my studs is my studs is my signature collection. Um, I will tell you, I have women from twenty all the way in their sixties wearing that studs because the beauty about it is you rock it the way you feel confident. And the thing that I always get about this those studs is women tell me all the time they just feel a little bit more edgy more, you know, a little bit more demurring in a classy way. So you'll love the studs when you get them. They're just, it's one of my favorites. So excited. (laughs) (laughs) 
So well, I know I'm now I'm just being selfishly awaiting my my own stuff. So you guys can get your own too. Um, but we'll we'll make sure that the websites are in our show notes so people can take a look and they can click on it. Um, we we definitely want you to be a part of W O three. Gina Marie and I can attest it is that fast. It's that easy. When we signed up, it was just super quick. And plus, then it connects you with a community. And that's just awesome. There is nothing, there is nothing but good that can come with being connected to an amazing community that you can learn a lot from. So it pays dividends beyond just that day in March. Um, so, yeah, you know, co- to have connected this, with to have this a community of women that want to support mm-hmm. each other. We're, that's amazing. That's what that's what we're all about. We support you. We are so thankful to have you here today. Thank you so much in your busy schedule You're welcome. to come out and, and uh, talk with us. And Des will have all of this information in the show notes. Yep. If uh, you haven't already, we would love, 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 love for you to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. And if you're an Apple user, we would really appreciate a rate and review. Do you want to ask Tammy um, our ending fun questions? Oh, I don't know if I'm ready for that. You know, I've listened to all your podcasts. And so I, I, I get a little nervous because, you know, I, I don't know if I'm going to be good at it. But, you know, let's give yeah, it a shot. We don't want to, we don't want you to escape that because it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be who we are if we weren't serious and fun. So <laughs> right? we have, we have to, we have to get into the, to a little bit of fun here. Well, can I just say, I love the work that you guys are doing. I am actually a listener of your podcasts. Um, the last podcast that you guys did with Kristen Fe- about fear. Yeah, Kristen Ulmer. That was so empowering and um, talk, you, you, you guys are doing wonderful work and I just want you guys to continue to grow and develop a larger platform. I love the work that you're doing. Thank you so much, Thank Tammy. It means, it means a lot. It really does. It means so much to us. That's what keeps us energized for sure. Okay. So she's going to pick a number. What are we going to do here, Des? Yeah, so I I have the honor of doing what I call the blissful fortitude bonus question, where you get to pick a number between one and twenty. So it's kind of like rolling a dice, and then I'm just going to ask you from my dainty little list here, whatever number question that you pick. Well, I'm going to have to go with number three for W O three. Oh, I like it. Oh, this will be interesting. It's kind of fun. What is your most used emoji? I would say the the emoji that's smiling and crying at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great. I feel like that. All the time, you know, you're happy, but you're crying at the same time because with everything going on right now, at any given moment at, you know, at time I'm smiling, the next minute I'm crying, you know? It's so true. It's so true. And it's like, you can't. That is so awesome. And um, I think, you know, I think we might be on the same page with that one. I saw a meme 
the other day. I actually think, uh, Jean-Marie, that uh, Christina had shared this. And it was so funny. It's it's a picture of uh, Marty McFly and uh, the doctor, you know, from um, Back to the Future. And it's and yes. he's saying, listen carefully, Marty, whatever you do, don't set it to 2020. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, sometimes are, you just have to laugh yeah. because yeah. it is the medicine that we sometimes need, even when it's a hot mess. I'm just saying. Hundred percent. My my emoji would be the face, the the palm plant, <laughs> because that's my life. That's me. Sorry, Des. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably what Des has after my name in her contacts. Is the uh, I know the who it is. Face palm. I know. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, Jean-Marie, do you want to ask your famous question that you ask all of our guests? Oh, yeah. If you were a lifetime or if you if you if there was a movie about yourself, who would be the actress in your movie? You know, I'll have to tell you, and I know this is probably not the answer that you want in terms of an actress. I think I resonate better in the space of women like Oprah. That makes me happy in so many ways. <laughs> that to me is somebody that I look up to. I, I really respect her journey. And I have to tell you, as long as I can remember, there's so many gems women like her in, have, have shared to make me the woman that I am, you know? And so I tend to resonate, you know, connect more to women like that, like Maya Angelou, um, Oprah. There you go. That's um, perfect. Someone that, of resilience that inspire me, yes. and you know, so. Oh, that is the perfect answer, Tammy. Yes, yes. I love it. 100%. Absolutely, Oprah. Oh, well. On that note, you can't end on a better note I than know, Oprah. Right? So. So like Jean-Marie said, subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you so much for listening. Go connect with Tammy. She's incredible. We're so lucky to have her here today. And with that, may your faith be greater than your fears. And remember, you are your only limit. So take action today. Thanks for listening to the Bliss Beyond Fear Fear podcast. podcast. Woo!